Good morning. Taylor Hymnis here with another edition of Faith in KC, our first in a couple of months. Glad to be back with you here talking about a faith tradition in Kansas City uh, that we've not featured yet on more than a year and a half of doing Faith in KC episodes, and that's Hinduism. Uh, how many times have you maybe seen a flyer like this with a bunch of words that you have no idea what they mean um, in your community and not really known what this is about? This is a flyer about a festival going on this weekend from the Hindu Temple and Cultural Center of Kansas City. That's in Lackman, or on Lackman Road in Shawnee. And if you take a look at it, uh, it's, it's intimidating. If you are not familiar, like I am not familiar with most of what's being described here, but uh, it's an opportunity that you can go to this weekend to learn more about exactly what Hinduism is. And I wanted to learn a little bit more about exactly what that faith entails because um, it's foreign to me. I, I as we've talked about quite a few times on these episodes, and I'll talk about in this one, uh, I was raised like many of you were in a in a um, Christian community, Protestant community that uh, I, I I don't think I knew the first time that I met someone uh, who identified as a Hindu. So uh, today I'm talking to Dr. Deb Dari. He is a uh, representative of the Hindu Temple and Cultural Center of Kansas City. And uh, I will let you know up front, Dr. Deb was having some technical difficulties with his computer, so he shot his interview on his phone. So I apologize for, for some of that that you'll see here. But he's, he's so forthcoming and interesting with what he shares about Hinduism and what we can learn. And, and I know in you know, 25, 30 minutes, it's just scratching the surface of one of the world's oldest religions. Uh, but I enjoyed our conversation, and I hope you will too. Uh, as always, you can find uh, more of these Faith in KC episodes on our website, kshb.com, where you can reach out to me, uh, email taylor.hymnus at kshb.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and let me know some questions that you have, some thoughts that you may have about this episode, or some episodes I can do in the future. For now, enjoy this latest one. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Faith in KC. I'm Taylor Hymnus here, excited to talk to you for the first time in a couple of months and, and to talk about a faith tradition we have not featured yet on Faith in KC in more than a year of doing these episodes, and that's Hinduism. I'm glad to be joined today by Dr. Deb Baduri. He's representing the Hindu Temple and Cultural Center of Kansas City. Uh, Dr. Baduri, Deb, uh, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you chatting with me. Thank you. So obviously we, we talked about a little bit before we started recording that it's difficult to describe Hinduism or any faith tradition to anybody uh, that's not familiar with it. Um, first, let me ask you this. What would you say the, the population of people in Kansas City that, that practice Hinduism or, or had that faith tradition? Is it, a, is it a large number of people? Are there a lot of Hindus in Kansas City? Uh, no, uh, Kansas City and suburb, I think there are few thousand uh, Hindu people, Hindu faith uh, uh, people uh, around this city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about different places to to worship in Kansas City? Are there multiple places for Hindus to be able to worship? Because obviously there's there's different sects of, of Hinduism. Are there multiple places? Or are there not a lot of options when it comes to where where Hindus can worship? Let me tell you that um, about um, our faith. And worshiping in a temple is not a must. Every Hindu can have a little uh, corner in his uh, or her home where uh, one can worship. So, so that is uh, one thing. And second, uh, in the Kansas City, only uh, place to worship is our Hindu temple. Uh, but in this country, there are many bigger towns where there are a number of temples which are very big and 
many thousands of people, uh, they get together there and perform their services. So what is what are some of the basic tenets of, we've got a lot of people that are gonna be watching this that aren't familiar with Hinduism at all. What are some of the, the basics of, of your faith tradition that you would want people, especially people not familiar with Hinduism to know? Okay, first of all, um, uh, you uh, see that there are some uh, some features uh, which uh, uh, are different in uh, Hindus, like as I said, that when we meet another person, we uh, put our hands together and say namaste, means greeting, as opposed to handshake, which is more common um, in this country. And, and then uh, there is a special uh, dress codes also for the genuine Hindus, Hindus, especially Hindu ladies, they wear shari in many places. And the Hindu uh, men also have a different kind of uh, clothes called dhoti. But those are mostly common in India. Here, most people wear the uh, conventional dress here. And one other feature of Hindu women, especially who are married, you'll see a red dot in their forehead and that is called Bindi. So that is another thing that you will see in many Hindu ladies, especially the older ladies. Uh, we have major festivals. And in those, many people participate irrespective of their religion and faith. For example, one of the main festival is called Diwali or Festival of Light where all the houses are lit up um, in the evening. And um, there are other events that goes with that. And that happens in the winter, mostly in November, December month. So that is one. And there is another festival called Holi or the festival of color. And that happens in the spring when the new, um, plants and trees and leaves, they bloom in spring. Uh, there is a festival of color where people play with the color and they actually throw color on each other and sing and dances. And this is something very enjoyable to many people. And in Hindu temple here, on that day, uh, you will see uh, as much as 500,000 people they're celebrating outside in the open and playing with the colors. So, and that is a symbol of goodwill exchange also. So these are the two uh, most prominent festivals uh, of Hindus. Um, Hindus worship many uh, deities. We have deities which has a humanoid form uh, and uh, if you go to the temple, then you will see various uh, deities. For example, uh, Rama is a very common name and a, it's a historical uh, character, Rama and his brother Lakshman and his wife called Sita. 
And in any Hindu temple you go, you'll say there are statues there. And similarly, there are other deities called uh, Vishnu or Krishna. Uh, based on Krishna, there is a group of uh, faith believers called Hare Krishna uh, people, and they have their own society and they also originate from Hinduism, but it's more specialized in certain aspect of uh, Hindu Hinduism. Um, Deb, let me ask you, and also Deb, can you can you tilt your camera down a little bit? I'm, I'm seeing more of your ceiling. There you there you okay. are, perfect. Uh, let me ask you about because the, the festivals are interesting to me. Obviously, a, a gathering situation, and something else that you mentioned about uh, being able Hindus being able to worship and observe in their own home as much as a, a temple necessary. You know, I'm I'm a Christian, so I go to regular worship services on a on a regularly scheduled basis. But that doesn't sound like something that you're describing as much necessarily. Is is our regular scheduled gatherings not necessarily as much a part of the Hindu faith? Uh, uh, in Hindu temple, uh, there is uh, special services on uh, Sundays and Saturdays, and that starts uh, at eleven o'clock, and uh, they do uh, what is called arti. Arti means take some uh, candle or some other lights and just show the deities and go around and people participate and also chant some scriptures. And along with that, they uh, ring some bells and other percussion instruments to make that uh, program uh, very devotional. So that happens uh, every Sunday and every day actually, but Sunday is a very special. Um, in the evening, the gods are given also uh, those uh, arati, um, and uh, many people also participate in that. So these are some of the conventional uh, services. Are, are the, you mentioned the, the number of, of Hindu in Kansas City, the people that, that uh, recognize Hindu in the Kansas City area, are is that primarily made up of people who are born in another country and have moved here, or are there people uh, born and raised in the United States that are there take part in Hinduism and, and observe? What's what's that? What's that breakdown like? Well, the people um, of um, Hindu origin, uh, they have their children here. They also participate, and uh, there are other Hindus and some of the Americans who have also taken Hinduism, or they're actually, they're interested in Hinduism, so they can participate because our faith is very open. You can come and join us. It does not mean that we have to proselytize uh, to Hinduism. We don't believe in converting from one religion to another. And that's actually no, no thing, because we believe that all faith of uh, this world, uh, they are equally great. And changing one faith to another by choice is okay, but by uh, any other obligation, it's a lateral movement. It's not a upward movement. You know? So we aspire for moving to divinity. Um, and that's why uh, we encourage people to come and pray with us and get a glimpse of our uh, 
spirit. That's interesting because I, I think obviously if I were to, if I were to explain again, my faith tradition, Christianity, someone who's not familiar with it, I think I would probably say something along the lines of it's an important tenet of, of Christianity to, to go and tell other people about your faith and try and encourage other people to convert, for lack of a better word, to, to what you're doing. I think that's a, a pretty important tenet of, of, of my faith tradition. There's Obviously, we have large missionaries, uh, you know, that groups that go all around the world, that kind of thing. Uh, I think it's interesting the way you hear it described it there as a, as a lateral move. I've never heard it described that way from one religion to another. I think that's interesting and, a, and kind of a, not a, a different way of thinking, but a, 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 maybe that is a different way of looking at, at the way you worship and what your relationship with, with the Almighty may be. Is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, sure. So uh, uh, to give you some uh, more deeper background, that the only one uh, reality uh, called uh, God, actually, in Hinduism, uh, is called Brahman, B-R-A-H-M-A-N. Brahman is not a physical uh, uh, thing, and Brahman is a concept, or Brahman is a super consciousness, and we consider Brahman is omniscient and omnipotent, and it's all over the place. It's a reality, super consciousness. And so that is so vast that human mind cannot imagine them in a finite form. So what they do, they uh, have uh, uh, come up with deities, which are some special power of this Brahman. For, exa for example, Shiva is one of the deities, which is also a special aspect of Brahman, and people worship Shiva. And Krishna is another deity, which also has a historical perspective in the long past. And uh, there are some historical incidents which signify the love of God by, for Hindu and and so there are other deities, many deities actually. Uh, there are thousands of deities because Hinduism is a very old religion and also it was uh, uh, practiced in a vast country like India from north to south, east to west, there are a lot of diversity. So people consider uh, the Supreme God or Brahman in their own way. And so that's how the distinction happens uh, from one part to the other. I, I um, have to I have to admit, I, I was embarrassed coming into this conversation about how little I know about Hinduism. And to your point about how long it has been one of the most observed faiths in the world, uh, how many millions and billions of people over the course of history have have been Hindus, and I don't know a whole lot about it. That's, uh, I guess, hubris on my part, or naivete on my part of, of not understanding. So my question on that is, how would you say the the awareness level of someone else like me in Kansas City, people who are raised in America or raised in a Christian faith tradition, that kind of thing, the, the awareness of what Hinduism is and who Hindus are, what's, what's the awareness like with, with people who are not of your faith tradition. 
Okay, so going uh, going to the uh, deeper questions, uh, let me tell you that we can bridge with Christianity very well, because in Hinduism, uh, it says that the Almighty God is actually in our heart. So you can find him there. You don't have to go to the temple if you are really uh, devoted. So I know that Jesus Christ also said that the kingdom of heaven is in, in your heart. And uh, so there is a lot of parallels. And um, when you go to the upper uh, level of uh, conceptualizing God, actually it boils down to raising the human mind to a higher level where they can see the unity in all. And that unity is actually Brahman. When you mentioned earlier at the very beginning of our conversation, you talked about the festivals and the dress and the, the physical aspects that might characterize someone as a Hindu. If I were to engage you or see you out celebrating and being part of the festivals, that kind of thing. What is, what is that engagement like locally in Kansas City when people, have you had good experiences if you are dressed in something that, that signifies your faith or you're coming from a festival and you may go out to dinner or something like that. Have you had good experiences? Or bad? What's, what's the experience like when you, when you bump into people who realize that maybe you think something a little bit differently than they do? That can be sometimes scary, but generally, uh, you know, my experience in this country uh, after living here close to 50 years, that uh, they are very adaptable. They are very, uh, you know, they can accept a lot of diversity. And uh, so I have not faced any, uh, any problem uh, so far, but naturally in a very crowded restaurant, I would not uh, dress up in my <laughs> outfit and go there. And uh, so that is something I don't feel very comfortable with that, so. I, and I, I, I hope you don't mind me asking, but that's, you know, I, I think that's because I, I know that if you were to come in to a restaurant where I was sitting with my family, I know that my children would likely ask a question, probably. Right. Dad, why, right. why, is, why is that man dressed the way he's dressed? And I, I was curious about what those interactions would be like. Another thing I'm curious about is, is young people in, in Hinduism, in your faith tradition, because obviously that's something that I think a member of any faith tradition wants to pass on what their faith is and what their religion is to younger people, especially their children, but other, other people. So the faith tradition continues. What's it like for, for young people in Kansas City? Are there a, a lot of younger people in KC that, that practice Hinduism? Do you, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're members of your family. What's, what's it like to be a, you know, 18 year old Hindu in, in Kansas City? Well, to be um, honest, um, uh, now, the new generation means our children. Um, they have not gotten that much of background in our culture. And so they adopted the local culture and local outfit and everything. And uh, many families, they actually take the children with them to the festivals and the temples. That way they can get more exposure. But not necessarily everybody does that. And for example, I let my children uh, go on their own, own way 
to learn what is good for them. And sometimes I tell them, you know, what is my background on this and that. I hope that in some time when they have a genuine interest, they will definitely go and find their roots. So that is my philosophy. Not necessarily everybody has the same kind of thinking. I think that's a philosophy that would be pretty familiar to a lot of parents on a lot of things, not just religion, not just religion. Here's what I think. Go out and do do what you need to do. But I I hope you'll follow me what I what I'm discussing with you because I've lived a long life and I've I've been around and I know what's going on. Uh, I also want to ask you. We're we're going to try. We're recording this on the morning of May the 12th because we're going to put it on the on on the air this weekend because I understand there's a a large event going on this weekend at the Hindu Temple and Cultural Center of KC. Can you tell me more about what's going on? Okay, there is a major festival uh, in this time, and it is again, uh, uh, it's a worshipping of uh, the uh, deity called Brahma, and the festival uh, is about this Brahma, that's why it is called Brahmotsap, Brahma plus Utsap, Utsap means festival, and so uh, in this uh, they celebrate uh, the uh, supreme uh, god, Brahman. And since Brahman is actually has no form, no shape, nothing as I told you, uh, but he is omniscient and omnipotent, they imagine in form of some human figures and we call them deity. So they will uh, have the deity of Brahman and some other gods and formally they will be carried on a chariot and given a procession so people can participate and, and then bring there and do some worshiping. And along with that, they will hoist a flag in front of the temple that also signifies the new, uh, new building of the temple which is being built. It is a formally opening that in the name of uh, Brahman, which is our uh, most sacred uh, uh, deity uh, that they will create in the temple. Very colorful uh, decorations and, and many fanfares and festivals means uh, there will be uh, food distributed to people and they will worship in front of a fire. Uh, fire ritual is one of the a main ritual uh, uh, that happens where they offer various things to God in the um, in the fire, and it is just uh, believed that uh, the God uh, fire will take that to heaven, where which is the abode of gods, and give them all those things that you are offering, and then uh, you'll get blessings. Uh, out of that. So this is the main principle. It sounds amazing. Uh, it sounds like there's going to be, hopefully you'll get good weather for it and, and a lot of turnout because it's a weekend long event, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. I, I hope you don't mind me coming back to, to this topic, but, but I, I can't help it because I think it's very, very interesting. And the, the idea of, of the juxtaposition of yes, this is an incredibly old, incredibly highly observed faith tradition, but here in this part of the world, one that's something maybe a lot of people don't understand a lot about. And I'm curious if, as someone who 
practices Hinduism as, as a Hindu yourself, is it, the, the word I keep coming back to is, is lonely, but maybe that's not the right word, but what's, what's the feeling like of, because I, I don't feel any pressure to do something different with my faith tradition because there's a church on every corner in Kansas City, a Christian church on every corner. So it doesn't feel odd to me to go to church on Sundays or Wednesdays or whenever I go. Is it, is it um, a solitary feeling to, to be a Hindu in, in this part of the world or, or is it more inclusive with other Hindus around you? What, what's your, your observation about what it's like to be a member of a faith tradition that people don't know necessarily a whole lot about and where you live? No, you are talking about uh, some kind of a lonely feeling uh, mentally. Now, that is a psychological thing, but, uh, you know, everybody uh, so at some point they want to realize their distinct existence in this world. And so that's why they will follow their own tradition, you know, sometimes and uh, dress up in certain things, a certain way. and also go to a place uh, where they can see some other believers get together. And that, that way it becomes some kind of congregation uh, in that event. So that gives you know, bigger sense of existence for a, any individual. And so that's a psychological thing. But outside that, as you said, that we believe uh, that all men are created equal and everybody has that Brahman in their heart. So if you go deep in mind, there is no need for, uh, no, there is no scope for being isolated individual uh, uh, in this world. So that is my way of thinking. I'm not going to tell others how to, how to think. <laughs> No, I like that. I, I, I think that's a, a I think that's a great answer, honestly. I, and I, I hope you don't mind my asking, but I, I've never had to think like that. And I've been I consider myself a lucky guy that I've never had to worry about is is my religion uncomfortable for someone else or anything like that. I'm 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 in a situation where I'm in a dominant faith tradition in America and I don't have to worry about that. But I, I appreciate your answer and your and your honesty on that. If if someone back to the festival this weekend, if someone watching this would like to learn more about Hindus and Hinduism in Kansas City. Is, is this weekend's festival a, a good way to do that if they would like to learn more? Just to see, visually one can see that uh, the, the program goes on and all those things, but uh, nobody will explain there <laughs> what is this and what is that. So for that, you know, you have to ask people like me uh, who can explain because it has become so diverse, this, uh, this uh, Hinduism, and it is so old. Even the Hindus they themselves don't know all the details of why we are doing this and why all those things. But they follow certain practices, which is also a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it strikes me there's a lot of things that, you know, uh, why do you do this? Well, that's just kind of how we've always done it. <laughs> like there's, there's some things that I do that I don't really yeah. know why I do it, but that's how my dad did yeah. it and how I did it growing up. And that's, that's just how we're going to do it. So I, I, sure. I don't think that's unique to, to any uh, background at all. Uh, Dr. Deb, I, I appreciate your time. I know you've, you've got a, a busy schedule. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to share? Anything else you'd like to, to okay, say about yeah. Hinduism before we go? No, uh, as I, I didn't complete when I was going to uh, uh, tell you about the background, 
that um, Hindu civilization started uh, much, much earlier, uh, 5,000 years or more than that. And it all started in the subcontinent India, in the northern, northwestern part of India. Uh, that's where uh, there was a river called uh, Saraswati. And on the river bank, uh, these people uh, started the life and they started agriculture and they had all the knowledge about the uh, society and all those things. And that's where they also created a unique set of scriptures called Vedas. So Vedas is the origin of Hinduism. And Vedas is full of scripture. There are 10,000 scriptures in that and written in a language, a very ancient language called Sanskrit, Sanskrit. And you'll be surprised to know that a lot of uh, languages that we use these days, they actually evolved from Sanskrit. And there are many parallels also, like uh, Latin has many parallel to Sanskrit. And some of the English words actually came from the Sanskrit words. Just to give you example, that fire is a very sacred god in, in the Vedic civilization. And fire, name of the fire is called Agni. And from Agni came the word Agnis. And later it became Ignition. So that's how it evolved. So the Vedic culture, they created some of the unique scriptures and philosophy called Upanishads. And some of the Upanishads are so deep in human thoughts uh, that um, here also there are a lot of uh, uh, seminars and talks and discussions about some of the intricate uh, truths that they have discussed about the human life and also the world, existence of the world. So, so that is called Upanishads. So that's what I wanted to tell you. Well, it, it sounds like at the very least, if someone, it would be worth someone's time to maybe learn about some of the things that they don't even realize come from the Hinduism tradition, even words they say or things that they do that maybe they don't realize comes from Hinduism. I, I think that would at the very least be worth someone's time. I know it'd be worth my time to learn more about that. Uh, Dr. Madari, thank you so, so much for your time today. I. I, again, I, I appreciate your, your candor, and I hope you don't mind some of my questions, but I, I think it was a great conversation. I hope you have a great turnout this weekend at the festival. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I, I enjoyed your question. So uh, anytime you have other uh, query or some other people want to know, you know, they are welcome to contact uh, us at the Hindu temple, and I'll be glad to you know, do whatever I can.